You think you know me. Episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Thanks for joining us wherever you are, whatever you're listening to us on. Started off there by the music of Edge, which of course, boys, defeated DX in our grand final of the theme song challenge. Hello, gentlemen. It was the right result. Edge's Metalingus is probably one of the best yeah. songs that brings any wrestlers. In the WWE to the ring ever? Mm. I'm confused. Edge is he a ringer in this? I thought the Edge has been winning. The <laughs> don't way be an idiot. What would you call him the Edge for? I don't know. Because he's we... a big U2 fan. You've been saying that You're for the last fool. twelve weeks. You are. A fool. Well, no one would have known unless you said something. No, people listen to the podcast. Unlike yourself, too. It was a landslide too. Yeah, or was it? What was the final vote? I don't know. It was about seventy-five percent to twenty-five. Oh, really? Ouch! That hurts. Proof that everyone got it wrong last week by voting for DX. That hurts. Uh, Lover boy Lockie Hendricks, of course, stepped into the studio last week. Thank you so much for that surprise. You enjoyed that? Tony? Oh, look, you fair income. I you would have been better off slashing it. my penis on Valentine's Day. It I, would have been I less painful. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I love being in the presence of greatness. And Lockie, how great's Lockie? I've listened to it a couple of times, Tony. You're pretty... Uh, rude. Yeah, very rude. Very unprofessional, some people have said. Unprofessional? Yeah, so... Well, that'll just teach you to listen to the podcast, mate, and you would have known he was coming in. Maybe we have another surprise for you this week, Tony. No, no, we haven't got a surprise. I've been waiting for this man to come in and have a chat to us, and he joins us now in the studio, the big rig, Fox. What's going he on? He is also known as Fun Time Phil. What are we going to call you? Um, Anything but late for dinner? You call me Phil, that's fine. Phil's good. Phil, Phil how are you, mate? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good. I'm really tired too, actually. Yeah, it's been a long day. It's been yeah. a long couple of weeks for me, actually. Can I, can I just take this opportunity to just whack ING direct over the head? You can wait till your own time. I want to take advantage uh, of having Phil <laughs> in no, the but Phil understand, no, But the reason being is a part of my shopping that is still left at Aldi uh, due chips. to the fact that I had chips. Uh, I was oh. bringing potato chips <laughs> to the studio and I couldn't bloody pay for it. It's probably best that you didn't. Like, I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a lot of rustling on the uh, podcast. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of chewing. People would have understood, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you mentioned you're pretty tired after the last couple of days. You had yeah. Mayhem episode two on Sunday. How did it all go? Um, it lo- went it went quite well. Um, a big learning curve, I guess. Um, wasn't uh, wasn't as many people as our last as our first show, but I'm glad in a way that it. There wasn't because I, I think I learned a lot more from this one than I did from the first one. I was there and it was a fun show. Um, so I still encourage everybody to get out and see it. But, Phil, a lot of promoters would say, what on earth motivated you to start your own promotion? Oh, man, I get that every day nearly. <laughs> um, so now, now you tell, you're talking to a guy who has promoted wrestling a long time ago, admittedly. Poorly. Well, no, I, I did my best. <laughs> New Generation Wrestling, it was... Okay. It's tough, isn't it? Oh, it's really hard, stressful, especially when you do. Like, I'm lucky that I have a partner and that can help me, so I sort of bounce off him. Um, and anything that I sort of can't do, like I, I don't deal with uh, a lot of the, um, I guess the the way everything looks in regards to like social media. So the aesthetics, the aesthetics. And the yeah, I'm not a I'm not. I'm like almost like blind to that thing. I have a really poor sense of de- like. Um, 
attention to detail with aesthetics and stuff like that, but um, all the other stuff, like creative stuff. You're not a keyboard warrior. You're more of a hands-on man. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not ideas a, man? Yeah, I guess I'm a bit of an ideas man somewhat. Probably a stupid ideas <laughs> man. <laughs> um, but uh, what made me start my own promotion? I uh, Last year I did a... I took part in a seminar uh, uh, with the British Strong Soul, and um, at the end of the seminar, they usually do like a Q&A, and um, Pete Dunn uh, was actually saying that he uh, started his own promotion a few years ago because he just really wanted to wrestle more, and then I thought that was a cool idea, and I'm like, yeah, I'd love to wrestle more, and then... um, we have so many promotions now in Victoria and um, it seems like there's every Saturday night, there's a, it's almost two or three promotions running on the same mm. day. And then you get some on Fridays. Fridays isn't is like so bad, but um, no one was running the Sunday. And then I was like, well, in the UK and in the States, they run Sundays, so... May as well try give it a go. Uh, I know they used to run Sundays here a couple of years ago, but everyone's like, oh, that won't draw and that won't draw. And I'm like, well, I guess if anything, I guess if we can try to do it well, or it, it could. And we proved that it could. And the first one, even this last one, like it did, wasn't, didn't draw as much as the first one, but it still drew enough where it wasn't empty. And um, that was... Pete, so Pete Dunn's to thank for the for mayhem starting. You know the biggest issue is about promoting your own show, and uh, Phil, you may have this thought in your head. The biggest thing as a promoter is you've got fifteen or twenty wrestlers backstage who are expecting to get something at the end of it, whether it be twenty bucks, fifty bucks, hundred bucks, whatever it might be, yeah. whatever it is. If you've only got five people or ten people that come through the door, yeah, it's... that's your pocket that gets hit. Oh, exactly. You've got to fix the blokes up. You can't let them... No, you can't let them starve. Uh, so it's a stressful thing. Oh, it is. Extremely stressful. But what I like about Mayhem is you've had guys turn up unannounced on every show and they mm. haven't been small names. Like Dowie James was arguably mm. one of the biggest names in Australian wrestling, yeah. unadvertised for the first show. And then Sid Parker made an appearance yeah. um, on this show. So it's worth turning up because you're going to be surprised by something. Well, that's the thing. We just want to make as much mayhem, no pun intended, um, <laughs> as possible. You know, like just if you, we want to be able to, like if you miss a show, it's not like, oh, I'll just go to the next one, I guess, or I'll just wait for it. Someone tell me what happened. But I really want people to go, I wonder what's going to happen now, you know. And I think that sometimes um, the, the lack of, there's people some promotions will just give you everything and there's not as much surprise where I sort of, I like the element of surprise. That's just, that's like, I used to love watching wrestling as a kid and the surprise return and stuff like that and unannounced stuff was always the best part for me. Fair gap between shows as well. I think we had, what was it about four months between shows one and two? Yeah. Well, last, so the first show was in September, this one, well, yeah, about that. And then now we got a, pretty decent gap as well we're um and that's intentional um yes uh my partner in crime is going overseas for a few months so he won't be here uh he leaves 
next month. So there's no one to do the social media, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, also, it costs a lot of money to run a promotion. <laughs> and it does. You're right. You're exactly right, it does. Now, uh, a lot of people know your work mostly from MCW. Yeah. Where you you play Fun Time Phil, and then in most other promotions you play Fox. Yep. Now, do you want to talk about the different psychology going into playing the two different characters? Um, well, I guess both are me, uh, just different aspects of my own personality. I find that I find both characters to be quite therapeutic in a way where, I mean, I'm not. I would like to say that well, I'm I'm like both characters in real life, but I guess you just sort of dial that part of your personality up to ten or eleven or whatever the fuck they say. But um, if for example, like Funtime Feel is always like is like what you see. It's just the, that part of my personality where I just like to have a laugh. And super and, over that character. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a... F- like, I remember I pulled out a packet of... Ch- like, a salt and vinegar chip packet a few months ago, and it was they went insane. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but I was, that was cool. Um, and then, like, I guess the... Er, like, then the Fox character is, I guess, the more negative side and a way to express the negativity of my own self and sort of let it flow in a way. Bit of the metal fan in you. Oh, man, huge metal fan. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. I've just got a Twitter question from Chris Thunder. Where did the ideas for the chips actually come from? Um, it was a combination of myself and Mike Burr. Um, I was wrestling Mike Burr. Uh, this was before we started tagging. And um, like, so the first two matches, I think I didn't have chips at all. I just had, because I wear those long sort of baggy Jeff Hardy pants and um, they got a bunch of pockets in them. So the first match I think I did, I had like a bunch of random shit in my pockets. Like it was like a, like a portable phone charger, uh, an open condom, um, like like a screwdriver, like just random shit. And then like, so the, like at the start of the match, ref will pat me down and it was like, you know, when a magician pulls like yeah. the the ribbon out of his uh, hat or whatever, it was like that, just like a never ending pile of shit. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, um, so I was going to do that for the second one, but, I was, but my pants kept getting too heavy. So they kept falling down. And then like, I think I was, I saw a pack of chips. And I'm like, oh. I think it'd be funny if, like, because it's Mike Burr, he's a scary dude. I was like, and feels like, you know, wants to have a bit of fun, but he's intimidated by Mike Burr. I'm like, what happens if I offered something to Mike Burr to prevent him from killing me? So I was like, ah, oh. and I think I just saw a packet of chips and I was like, how about I just give you like a packet of chips and we'll call it square? And then he was like, you know, it'd be cool if you use them like thumbtacks. And I was like, okay. And I used them and then like the holy chips thing started. And then I just sort of, then I think I went backstage and they're like, chips every time. Like, okay. <laughs> um, Lyle spoke to Jimmy Havoc a few weeks ago on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, you had possibly the biggest match of your career against Jimmy yeah, Havoc. definitely. And he said that he'd much rather be dropped into thumbtacks than into those chips. Yeah, man. Like, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Like, so I did a... I wrestled in Adelaide last year for Wrestle Rampage and I was doing the fun time fill gimmick there as well. And I did this like cluster match. It was like five or six guys. 
And um, I think someone had told them, or they might have seen my stuff, I can't remember, but they were like, oh, yeah, well, so we'll do the math and blah, blah, blah. It was like, oh, then we'll do the chips thing. So you slam us into the chips. And I'm like, okay, boys, just before we start, <laughs> like, I'm just going to warn you, the chips suck. <laughs> and look, I can't be that bad. And I'm like, no, they're shit because when you get slammed into them, one, especially when you're sweaty, yeah. they almost be- when they crunch and then they mix with, the- they become like a paste and oh, it's hard to get yeah. off. And then because they're crinkle cut, <laughs> they don't gash or anything. They can scratch you, and then the salt gets into the oh. scratch, and you're like, ah, it's just uncomfortable. It doesn't like hurt. It's just uncomfortable. So. And, I, and then they just leave everything greasy. So we did the match. And then one of the guys, um, I think it was Nick Golfus, comes up to me and goes, fuck, man, those chips suck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, he goes, I'm not doing that again. I'm like, I told you. And then, yeah, like, oh, this, that, yeah, they're unpleasant, extremely unpleasant, especially when they get stuck in your hair. Oh. There must be a bit of pleasure as a wrestler when you come up with something that the crowd grabs a hold of, and, and you mentioned the holy chips and stuff. That, yeah. that must have been really special the time the first time they started doing that. And you go, hang on, this is pretty cool. Oh yeah, definitely. Like you, like I guess I'm a, I'm a some I'm I'd like to no I don't like to think I am I'm a pessimist like an extreme pessimist I guess in some regard. So anything that I go into, I always think it probably won't work. So when it works, I'm like, holy shit, like I never expected. I guess it's just sort of to prevent myself from getting disappointed. I just go in that way. But when it's something like chips, yeah, it's just mind-boggling. But it's also it's extremely cool when you, you – especially when it's something that simple. Mm. And, I, and the longer I do this, it seems like the more – simple I make things or the the more simple the ideas are, the better they sort of come out. The way Fun Time Phil connects with that whole audience can make the crowd really hot and it's a good it's a it's an enjoyable place to be in the crowd when yeah. you come out. Um and I feel like anything that make that you think's funny, if you bring that out now, I think the crowd are gonna relate to it. Well that's the thing, like I so when I do my both gimmicks, I usually do things that like as fun time feel I I like to do things that will that I genuinely think is funny and then I like I don't plan a whole lot of my stuff a lot of my stuff is more reaction I guess and like how I'd react genuinely and then I just sort of make it a bit comical but then like yeah so with the fun time feel it's uh yeah just things that I think is funny but then like I'll tell someone and then if they start laughing, I'm like, okay, it's good. And then um, and it, with Fox, it's I do things that genuinely make me upset or piss me off. Like um, like for example, uh, Fox is just a big bully, like just a massive asshole. And then I think because I don't like bullying and all that sort of thing, so um, so when I do it, it gets a react a really negative reaction. Whereas if I just started getting the mic swearing and flipping everyone off if I was just a bully and picking on someone. That's why um, uh, if you ever see any of my stuff at Warzone uh, with Kaz Jordan, I just bully him, yeah. like, ext- like really badly. 
And then wearing the kilt, obviously. Um, yeah. Being a bully, but wearing a kilt. So the crowd and your opponent have got something to come back at you with yeah. that you genuinely get offended by. Yeah, I think exactly. I like that. I think uh, that's what I always liked, um, like the heels um, that had the, I guess, sort of like that sort of chicken shitty heel. Like, because uh, I study a lot of wrestling and I like the the fact that like as a heel, I think you should ha- be able to show your ass and stuff. So you can't always be, oh, I'm, I'm a badass and all this sort of shit because then it's not, yeah. like, there's no... Comeuppance. Yeah, exactly. So I think with the kilt um, and me, I guess, not being afraid to look like a dickhead, um, it works well for that character, I guess. I think that's the, the best part. Like, I know a lot nowadays people want to be the cool heel, yeah, which hurts the baby face in the long run. Yeah, I think it does to an extent. Exact, but I think a lot of people want to be a cool baby face too. And I mean, like, uh in both regards, I'm not like I'm not shitting on it. I think it works for some people better than others. And I, but like, if you watch, I like watching a lot of modern wrestling now. It's there is a lot of cool heels, like, and cool baby faces. So if it's working, it's working. You know. I just sort of do this because it sort of works for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think a heel needs to be a real. You need to hate them. You, yeah. You've got to hate them. Yeah. I, I'm a heel guy, so when a heel, and we'll touch on it later in the show. Yeah. When a heel makes me hate them, I'm like, "Geez, you're doing a good job." Yeah. yeah. So, Gino, so Gino's one who does that well. Like Gino's I ha- incredible. I want to hate Gino, yeah. and uh, that makes me respect what he does so much more. Oh yeah, I yeah. think I think Gino's an incredible heel. He's great. Like I um I watched one of his matches. I think it might have been the last show of last year or the second last. He wrestled JXT oh, in yeah. the main event. That and was a great match. Yeah, it was awesome. And I'm like, and like I was just thinking, oh, JXT would get booed because usually at Thornbury sort of kids tends to get booed and stuff. And then, but he was over. He, that. he was over. He turned, yeah, and I'm like, this is. And then Gino, yeah, Gino was amazing. Um, something that happened last year that really was enjoyable and went viral was uh, when you were paired with Aria. Oh yeah. Um, talk talk us through the filming of those that first date scene and and who, how the ideas came about and that sort of thing. Um, I can't really remember who came up with the idea for the date promo. Um, but it was like. So we did like the two, two days, where I did this. We did the I filmed the stuff in the park first, and then I did the other stuff in the, in the apartment second. But uh, the, I'm not. I can't really remember a whole lot of. There was a few takes with um a few of the stuff, especially the outside stuff. How cold were the chips? Oh man, <laughs> it was like eating cardboard. <laughs> Especially when you got heaps of them in your mouth. Like, I genuinely ate heaps of them and was all running out. <laughs> and then you had Lindo and Camby and Hawko. Oh, man. They were adding so much to it as well. Oh, man, they were killing me. It was hard. Like, keeping a straight face the whole time was so hard. But, um, yeah, they, they were gr- Everyone was great. Everyone saw... It wasn't like... I liked... I liked the whole thing because it wasn't just, okay, this is my idea. This is what we're doing 
and then let's execute it to a T. It was more like we got there, I'm thinking this, and it's like, oh, okay, what about this? And then we just, it was like a combination of everyone's ideas, which I thought was really cool because I think when everyone is enjoying it, it just makes it so much easier because if you get one person's idea and and it could have been easily just one person, we're doing this and that's it. And then when that happens, you can sort of tell that no one's really feeling it the way that they sort of play it up. And I yeah, think and you all know your own characters so well. Yeah, that exactly. You can put your spin on it and... I think everybody knocked that one out of the ballpark. Yeah, it was that was a lot of fun. And it was cool too. Like I was I got really surprised with how many um views and um how much interaction it got online. Like I think we almost I think we got over 10,000 views and like it was like this is amazing. But and it was awesome. The pairing with Ari has added a lot to Fun Time Phil's character as well and that's a yeah. risk at the next show. Oh yeah, it's um I got to beat up Lucky. I'll do it. I'm, I'm happy for you to do that. Uh, These um, two would cry. They will finick <laughs> and they will be so disappointed. Well, I was down the middle. Yeah. No, 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 you're not. No, you are a Lockie <laughs> Hendrix lover. A bit unprofessional. Yeah. Uh, no, mate, I'm right in your corner on that one. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Please do it. I'll, and I'll do and hurt best. him. I'll. Even to the extent that I would love it that you hurt him that bad that he was in plaster for eight months and couldn't go to LA. We're not going to LA. So or Florida, Florida, sorry, wherever oh. he's going. <laughs> I did enjoy, though, when you turned up in his uh, web series. Oh. Uh, you just came out of nowhere. I, could, yeah. I popped for that. Thank you. I was um, taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient that he was filming right where I was taking a leak. <laughs> a, a lot of wrestlers come into the business to wrestle, mm-hmm. and that's what they want to do. So much more to wrestling, though, isn't there, than just being a wrestler, and you've, you've touched on it a little bit so far in regards to being able to play the characters and being able to get the best out of characters. Yeah. What part of wrestling do you like the most? Is it the physical side of it, or is it that mental uh, working on the character side? Um, I like mine's... I like a bit of everything. Uh, I do like... I guess I like more the the emotion and yeah. um like when i was a kid watching wrestling I, I never really cared about um like the actual technical side of it because i didn't really understand it um but i thought uh when i saw two characters or two personalities go up against each other i was always like what's going to happen like mm. when kane meets the undertaker what's going to happen even like Watching it back now, it sort of sucks. But at the time when I was a kid, like watching like the great Carly when he wrestled The Undertaker, I'm like, this dude's bigger than The Undertaker. How is he going to win? What's going to happen? That was what sort of got me to it. And then that's why I always like, um, that's that's my whole thing is like, what's going to happen? Like yeah. if Funtime Phil meets Lucky Hendrix, what's going to happen? When and- Funtime Phil meets... Sid Parker, what's going to happen? Mm. Especially, and it's cool when you got so many different personalities. Like you can always, you can always do the same thing, but it'll always end up being different. Well, and you and, and you and Lockie are such a yin and yang characters. Yeah. Um, that there's really good chemistry there. Like you wrestled a couple of times. I've already, wrestled him a few times um, yeah. at MCW, and it, it, no one's saying, "Oh, that we already saw them wrestle a few months ago." It's what's going to happen. Yeah. Is Aria going to have a job? Yeah, especially what? when you got like the the stakes of it. Um, and I think that that also adds to that emotion. And I think um, when you 
what real what I remember m- most about wrestling is how I felt when I was watching it. Like um, I always go back to um, uh, when Undertaker, uh, Mankind, and Undertaker when he threw him off the cage. That shocked me. I was like, "This no, nah, he's dead." If he gets, and then when he got up, I was like, "Yeah." I sort of shit myself. I'm like, this guy can't die. What are you going to do now? Mm. You can't die. And then when I, oh, another match I go back on is um, Cena and uh, Rob Van Dam, One Night Stand. Because, like, just that whole, the crowd um, getting behind RVD. But then you're also like, but is he going to win? Because he's like, it's not ECW, it's WWE. But he's in, his, you know, that whole thing and that. I don't re- remember a whole lot of the match per se. I mean, I remember the edge part and stuff, but that whole emotion at the end where it was just so, it was awesome. Yeah. Like you can feel everyone genuinely being happy for him and him being happy for them because they, he got to give back to them. And that was, for me, that was a really yeah. cool thing. About moments. Yeah, that moment. Def- yeah, moments definitely. Got a couple of listener questions, boys, before um, we let I, I've got a couple of our own first. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we're not finished. <laughs> I want to talk about when you were Wrestle Rock champion. Yep. That didn't. Uh, they just strip you of the title. Yes. <laughs> Is that? Uh, how does that make you feel? You got uh, surely you get a rematch already. Oh look, I'm I'm not sure about the whole Wrestle Rock thing. I had um. So I got yeah I got stripped of the title, and um I had uh, I actually had some, unfor like. I, I loved Wrestle Rock. I love wrestling Wrestle Rock. It was my first Wrestle Rock ever as well, which was awesome. And the, did they have a metal band on this or not? They did. Yeah, I think they had uh, Elm Street play. Yeah, they there were, you go. yeah, they were awesome. They played. They ended up playing like wrestle, old wrestling themes. It was sick. <laughs> um, it was cool because um, I guess my character is sort of that rock and roll as well. So that was awesome. That was a great fit. Um, I couldn't make the show. I had. Um, Another, I had to pull out of the show sort of last minute. You had a good was, reason. Yeah, I had a, I um ended up doing a bit of extra work for the WWE when they came for that, the Super Showdown, which was cool. And I, at the time, yeah, couldn't turn it down in a way. I, I sort of, I, I, it was, I just, it wasn't a situation I really wanted to be in, but um, I, I'd love to be back at Wrestle Rock. If they'll take me back, I, I don't know. Fresh, know. Jules, he wants to come back. <laughs> Forgive him. <laughs> no, nah, the character works perfect for Wrestle Rock, so hopefully we'll see you back soon. But yeah. what was that like at Super Showdown? Uh, it was really interesting. Um, it was scary, cool, and really interesting. All like It was this weird, it was the weirdest I've ever felt um, in my life um, because being such a huge fan of wrestling especially i watched the wwe um predominantly because uh, i i started watching wrestling in about 2003 so i never got wcw i um I, I went back to watch wcw i went back to watch a lot of wrestling like i'm just a wrestling fan now um so i got wwe until i then i think we got tna a bit later and i love tna as well so but seeing um, one of my so in my top five Undertaker's in my top five. So getting to see Lyle the thinks Undertaker, he's overrated. I love the Undertaker man. He's <laughs> awesome. And um, so yeah, having the seeing the Undertaker 
live wrestle and also meeting him was oh, so cool. So <laughs> cool. We're all still fans. Um, but we mentioned listener questions. Uh, Josh Stevenson, uh, who's a regular listener, he wants to know what your dream match and stipulations would be. And he also wants to mention that he's a big fan and he can't wait to see you live again. Oh, thanks, man. Um, dream, is it like dream match as in I can wrestle anyone? Anyone. 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 Ooh. Iron Mark Sharp. I'm too the Undertaker. Mark passed away. Um, it's a dream. Oh, I don't know. That's a hard one. Name a couple then. Oh, okay. I guess, like, so my my favorite wrestler is Jeff Hardy, and then everyone in Australian wrestling's favorite wrestler yeah, is Jeff Hardy. I think it was when I saw Jeff Hardy. Uh, one of my earliest memories of wrestling cause before I started watching it all the time. I remembered I was watching like I was at a friend's house and he had like SmackDown on and they had like a highlight package and Jeff Hardy did the the swanton off the ladder through the table, and I'm like, what? Why? This is amazing. And then after that, and then like, because he always had the cool hair and, and that sort of shit. So I'm like, Jeff's the man. And then after I sort of, then another wrestler I um look up to is, or that I like and take a lot of inspiration from, if you haven't noticed, is Raven. Um, I think I'd, so I'd, I'd love to wrestle, oh, in their prime, I'd love to wrestle Raven. I think that'd be a good match too. Yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be awesome. Um, I, as for, um, so probably Raven would be number one. Uh, another one, which is a, a local one, would probably be, I'd love to wrestle Lobo. If he would come back, that would be awesome. I'd love to wrestle Lobo. You've got a little bit of Lobo about you, actually, with the slick back hair and the bun at the back. <laughs> Facebook once yeah. confused you for Lobo, didn't it? Did they really? Uh, facial recognition? So, yeah, a few times. <laughs> um, so that would be awesome. Um, I, my dream stipulation I'm also like a hardcore and deathmatch guy, so I'd love to do a no rope barbed wire with who I'd probably Mad it, Dog probably Mad be. Dog or Cracker Jack. If Cracker Jack came back, that'd be I've wrestled Cracker Jack once in a hardcore match in Gippsland, and that was a lot of fun. So if I could wrestle Cracker Jack again in like a hardcore match or something, I'd actually like to. It, I'd like to wrestle Lockie Hendricks in like a no rope barbed wire. That'd be awesome. I don't know if he'd be up for that. I don't and, know. And chips. <laughs> and chip, like no rope barbed wire and chips. chips. <laughs> rope barbed wire and chips. Oh, if so, only you had your own promotion, you could do something. <laughs> <laughs> and your own ring. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've actually put it past my partner. I'm like, oh, how about we do like, you know, this like, uh, I don't know, death matches or something. He's like, he's like, not without public liability. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I've actually, I had a message today from a uh, Josh T. He didn't want me to announce his last name. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure if you've been stitched up here. Have you ever thought about bleaching your moustache white like Hulk Hogan? I did that once. Oh, you did, did you? <laughs> oh, this does seem very interesting now. I did it, um, it might have been last year or the year before, I can't remember. It was for a Thornbury show. And I recently sort of dyed my hair blonde as well. Um, I was like, I want to... I think at the time, I was like... I was watching CM Punk from like 2003 and he had like the bleach blonde hair. I'm like, that looks cool. No one bleaches the hair blonde anymore. I'm going to do that. <laughs> and then like... Then I thought about it even more. I'm like, holy shit. 
I could be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and, then, and I love Hulk Hogan as well. So I was like, I'm going to bleach my mustache. How hard could it be? It took me like eight hours. It's and hard. how did it turn out? <laughs> Awful. It yeah. looked terrible. I went, we, after the show, we went to um, uh, the local McDonald's and it was like 3 a.m. Saturday night. So all these people coming home drunk, stopping off to get their feed before they go home. And it was like a group of girls... Um, on the table next to us, and it was like a few of us, Mike Burr and myself were there, and then um, someone went up to them and was like, oh, you girls, who do you think's older? Out of pointing at <laughs> Burr and I, and they're like, oh, I think the, the one with the blonde mustache, and I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, nah, so that night I just, I literally got home, it was like 4 a.m., I just dyed it back to normal. I was like, I look terrible. If That's I would good. probably do it again for a rib or something. <laughs> so where can people catch you um, on social media? Um, that's a good question, man. <laughs> ask, his, ask his business I'll partner. ask you an easier question. <laughs> big, uh, big rig on Twitter. Um, that in. On Instagram, it's big underscore rig underscore fox. On Twitter, it is big rig, big underscore rig underscore pw. <laughs> And then um, I also have Facebook. Which that is big rig fox on Facebook, I think. But we'll like that, we'll yeah. we'll link Phil to our um, to our post of the show. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and where can people see you wrestle over the next couple of weeks? Um, I have next this weekend. I have uh, King of Colac, um, February sixteenth at the Colac RSL, and um, I think March second. I think that's uh, the date. Uh, uh, Warzone in um, Wellington Secondary College. Yep. Yep. In Mulgrave. In Mulgrave, and then I have the and then I have MCW at the Thornbury Theatre on March fourteenth. That's against. That's where I'll be wrestling Lucky Hendricks. And you'll be at um, Underworld as well. No, I won't be at Underworld. Be? No, unfortunately. Mm. Bastards. <laughs> That was that was a little bit of my fault, though. No. <laughs> hey, Phil, it's been uh, a lot of fun. There's no doubt about that, having you in over the last half an hour or so. Uh, I don't think we've laughed as much in an interview as what we have with you. So thank you for that. Really thank enjoy you. the characters. Keep up the great work, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, mate. Fun time, Phil. The big rig. Or Fox, whatever you want to call him. Uh, catch him shortly at a wrestling venue near you. We'll take a break. Back with more here on The Turnbuckle in just a tip. Welcome back. The music of Kevin Owens brings us into our second segment. Boys, what a great guy, fun time Phil was. Yeah, he's a good guy, Phil, and we don't get to hear much from him. He's pretty quiet on social media, so it was a good opportunity for people to um, hear from Phil and hear from you know the guy behind the characters that they love going to watch. Yeah, fantastic stuff. I'd actually be interested in that Lobo Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do look very similar, maybe. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. DNA Brother from maybe. another mother, maybe. Could be, Tony. Possibly. Could be. But you, you, know, you know Lobo, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, well, you he should set the match up, mate. And you used to promote. Calls him Tom. Yeah. Tom the promoter. Earlier on in the day, boys, you caught up with Carl Grove from PCW ahead of the PCW Countdown Show, and this is how that went. 
Welshie from On The Turnbuckle here, and we're joined by Carl Grove, from, who's the leader of Rebels Before Kings in PCW. Uh, thanks for joining us, Carl. Yeah, no worries, man. Thanks for the invite. Um, I just wanted to ask a little bit. Uh, Rebels Before Kings is probably just about the hottest storyline going in PCW. Uh, what's it like to be involved with um, a, you know, something that's really catching everyone's attention? Um, it's awesome. Like, the bond that me, Ryan, and Sammy have has been built over, like, years of friendship, and we had the same similar thoughts, and everything that we try and do is basically similar, like, and to have Asia come in as well, um, who had the exact same thoughts as we do about how we want to progress and how we want to go about doing things, um, it's just an incredible feeling to know that what we're doing and the passion that we're putting into our work is resonating with the fans and getting over and becoming something, you know? Because it was a slow burn because the group's been together for a while, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it basically, it's been uh, nearly half a year now and we didn't really gain traction at first. Uh, it began, uh, as a thought a couple of years ago between me and Ryan and then the opportunity came up uh, we brought Sammy on board and it was just one of those slow built up things where we tried some stuff, didn't work out we tried some stuff, didn't work out and to finally uh, gain some traction and people start to look at us and go, that's, that's cool Like regardless if we're heel face uh, whatever it is um, people seem to dig what we're doing and it's been a slow burn like you said but we're finally we the PCW Tag Team Champions uh, earlier this year won the um, PCW Summer Series Cup it's just an incredible feeling to know that what we're doing is, is working and starting to get that push that the four of us feel like we deserve and you've got a uh, show coming up on Saturday night uh, PCW Countdown what have uh what do the fans got in store coming up for that? Yeah, so PCW Countdown is basically the countdown to Grand Slam. It's that this, like you said, this Saturday night, Feb 16, South East Entertainment Centre. Uh, you know, it's, it's a show that's going to be so unpredictable. Like, the tension, the tension between guys and girls, it's, it's running high. Uh, every week from now on till Grand Slam is going to be insane, fast-paced, chaotic, action-packed. You know, like, I honestly believe if you're a fan of professional wrestling in this country, you've really got to start basing Saturday nights all about PCW. Yeah, I always enjoy PCW when I get when I can get down there because it's a long way from me. But if I lived in the southeast, it's definitely a show that I'd probably watch near on weekly. Um, and because I get there infrequently, one thing that you've, you've been able to watch close up that um, I've noticed is... Ryan Rapid's a different wrestler than what he was even eight months ago. Like, how how much has his progression been this year? Oh, dude, like, trust. Ryan Rapid has gone from really floating in limbo to, in my opinion, and I think a lot of others, becoming one of the breakout stars of not only PTW, but Australian wrestling. Like, the guy has got so much talent. and It's scary how natural movements and things just come to him. You know what I mean? Like, And there's no other 
wrestling company that has a platform to do weekly shows. I think we're the first and only company in Australia that does that. And that's been a huge part in himself, like, becoming the, the star that he is today. Like, it's just incredible how much he's changed. Yeah, and Sammy Falcon's underrated. Um, he's, he's a heat oh, magnet. Don't, don't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. 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 Oh, dude, again, Sammy is one of those guys, like, again, why we looked at him to becoming a member for RB4K was he was very much underrated. Nobody looked at him either because he's a little bit short or whatever. Like, no one ever looked at him as being a breakout star, but we did. And I think we're proving right now how good those two and Asia are. Yeah, we've had Asia on on the podcast before, and uh, we're we're big fans of her. And that was um, that was just what her character needed as well. Like she needed something to sink her teeth into, and I feel like it's a really good fit. Well, hands down, man. Like there isn't, well, there hasn't been a huge women's division in PCW for the past couple of years, and she didn't have any. And you've been feuding with the Brotherhood. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, look, the Brotherhood came along and formed when we weren't really around. And it was kind of a, a kick in the teeth, as much as I had to say. Like, we saw one of these guys, Dick Park and Eric Reed, coming in and taking our spot. And we basically stood up and said, well, we're better than these guys. We're going to take one. And we did what we said, you know, and we took their belts and they haven't been able to take them back. And week after week, they keep failing. And no matter how hard they try, they keep failing. And they want to try again for Now, you mentioned uh, the big show Grand Slam coming up in March 16th. Obviously, probably the biggest show in PCW's history. How do you feel that the promotions backed in the talent and the fans to pack that place out? Oh, man, it's, it's incredible. Words can't describe how excited we are, how excited everyone is. This show, like, it's the biggest show PCW history. I honestly think it's one of the biggest shows in Australian wrestling history. Like, I was down in the last week and there are any bad seasons in the house. GCW Grand Slam, Stadium Spectacular, State Basketball Stadium, will turn on the end of the show. We just lost you at the end there, but I think what um what you were saying is it's going to be the biggest show the PCW have had. The tickets are selling really fast. I know that all the ground seats, all the floor seats are already sold. Um, thanks for joining us, Carla. really appreciate it. Um, and everyone get down to PCW this weekend. Yeah, hands down, man. All the front row, second row, third row, floor seating all gone, but grandstand seats still available. 20 bucks a head. If I say, don't forget to mention Carl Rose in the uh, referral section. Uh, it's going to be a show that you're just not going to want. Trust me, get down there. It's going to be insane. Thanks a lot. No worries, man. Thanks for having me on. 
Oh, well done, boys. Uh, I leave you alone, and you finally do a fairly decent interview. That was nice with Carl Grove there. Elliot Sexton and Jonah Rock reported uh, to be at the Performance Centre. Uh, worst kept secret in the world, isn't it? Oh, a little bit. We've all been uh, tiptoeing around it as fans and playing our part. Well, but, uh, the Elliot Sexton one hadn't been confirmed by anyone. Yeah. Everyone knew, but it had been reported, but... Great to see them turn up. I just want to draw people's attention. If they can see the photo that was taken on day one <laughs> of the whole new class of NXT. Now, Elliot Sexton's already one of the tallest human beings on earth. 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, yeah. Six. He's standing on his tippy toes. Always the worker. <laughs> it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. And he was in shoes, which is very uh, Yeah, his feet will be killing him. for him. So, uh, now, I didn't actually notice that until you pointed it out. So, well played to Elliot. When do we expect that they're going to hit the ring, do you reckon? I don't know. Um, I, I, I think that they'll be working quickly, but when they get on TV, I'm not sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. We'll wait and see. All Elite Wrestling ticket sales, uh, guys. How are they going? Sold out to the, pre-pay, uh, the pre-sale. I know yeah, I mean... In a day or two, they've got the general public, which is going to be 5%, whatever they... Yeah. Technically, they have to allow some tickets for the general public. Well, a lot of, um, a lot of people are upset because scalpers... Have got their hands on yeah. a lot of the tickets and they're selling them at an inflated price. Yeah, scalpers did miss out the opportunity. All um, all in obviously went under the radar of the scalpers the first time around. This time it definitely hasn't. I think I've seen on StubHub a front row ticket fetching $5,000. Wow. The problem is is the fans are going to pay for it, which is going to... It's going to keep the market going, so... Look, the tickets are pretty cheap, so um, yeah. if you wanted to make a quick buck in... It actually, you knew that it would sell, like, um, and like credit to the bucks and stuff for um, keeping the prices down. But you almost need to price when you're a promoter. You almost need to price it higher for de- just just for demand to stop yeah. the scalpers. Like, I know that all their fans would rather have paid five thousand dollars for a front row seat if the money went to the promoter yeah. than it going to a scalper. So, But it's, it's one of those things where you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Um, the interesting part for me out of all the leak is that this was always going to sell out and credit to them. They sold an 18,000 seat arena really quickly. Um, I'm really interested to see where they go next, where their TV is going to be. Um, are they going to run a weekly show? And then once they do run weekly shows... Um, whether they're going to travel and play uh, venues or if they're going to choose, you know, a home base like WCW did with um, Universal yeah. and just run in that, in that one building for maybe six months and build the momentum. And it's, it's really interesting because they're both, neither of them is the wrong idea, but um, starting small and growing organically, I think will be really important for them. Yeah. Lol, New Japan PW has a new champion. Yeah. Um, how long till, you know, I know Australians, we steal the New, Zeal- New Zealanders that... Uh, Jay, Jay White's Australian. He, he's, yeah, he already is Australian. Oh, oh, there is we he, go. I don't know if he's even been here more than once, but he's Australian. Okay, so when someone from New Zealand gets successful, Australia just automatically adopt them. So that's well, the first uh, New Japan IWGP I've already sent champion. him a, a care package of Vegemite and Tim Tams. Did you get him the little koala stuffed... No. No? Oh, I'll send him that one. So, no, big, big, uh, at New Beginning the other night, defeated uh, Tanahashi in the main event. Really good match. The thing that I like about this, he's a real heel, which New Japan haven't had for a while. You know, they've had 
the every leader of the yeah. Bullet so Club have been the cool heel. Is that why I like him? It's probably why you like him. He's actually doing his job and you know, having Gato there as the heat heater, which is good. I, I enjoyed a really good match. Yes, some people will say the uh match quality of the main events may go down. But if you're looking for heel babyface storylines, this is a really good really good step. So it was good. It was a really good match. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but um, I'm glad that they've gone with Jay White because I see him as the future, and he's um, he's the, it was a logical decision. Tanahashi was probably always going to be transitional, and now we get to see the baby faces chase Jay White yeah. as he does despicable things to keep the time. Yeah, that's right. And the the backstory for Jay White is really cool. If you haven't heard it, you know, in wrestling, then fell out of love. Entered in a radio contest, I think, and won wrestling tickets to WrestleMania, and that rekindled his love. And he ended up wrestling, moving to New Japan. Oh, Fantastic. The Japan Dojo, being a young boy for a couple of years. So this is like full circle. And, and we're all, and rightfully so, we're really proud of where Australian wrestling's at at the moment and, and where our guys are on the world stage. But New Zealand, pound for pound, um, they're going every every hit of the way with us, especially in Japan, yeah. where um, Jay White, you've got um, Bad Luck, Luck Fale, and then uh, Evie, Dakota Kai in WWE. So um, Australasian wrestling is in a really good spot. And the fact that um, Bad Luck Fale is now trying to help Australian wrestling as well. I just see that uh, relationship between Australia and New Zealand. The, uh, MCW going over to do a joint show in New Zealand. It's Let's lift each other up. It's yeah. really good. Very good idea. We all want to see Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. We think it's probably going to be one of the best matches ever. It'll be one of the best women's matches we're ever. We're not going to see it. But we're not going to see it. Exactly. Thank you, Walshie. Sorry. Do you think I'd start with a line like that if I was stupid enough not to know the actual yes. result of what I was going to say? He was leading into his well, own. That's fine. You go do it, mate. <laughs> Off you go. I right, think he's still a bit salty from last week. He hasn't right. forgiven us yet. Yeah, sorry. Tony, go on. Talk to us. Are you still thinking about your shopping? <laughs> we need Lockie in here to straighten him up. I don't know. He won't shut up when Lockie's here. I know. I know. So. Um, Charlotte Flair, like I was a, you were ahead of the curve. You you actually wanted her in the match. Yeah. And I didn't. I, just, just for storyline's sake, there's three women in there. I'm on board now because I hate Charlotte so much mm. and I love how much I this hated is, what this happened. This is going to be the best... WrestleMania main event you know, since Daniel Bryan for heel, babyface, 100% getting booed and 100% getting cheered. No one's going to be cheering Ronda and no one's going to be cheering Charlotte. This is um, actually going to be good storytelling. So go along for the ride and relax. And we all, we all, so oh, we, we miss storytelling. We miss when WWE told stories and then they tell a story and it's a traditional, let's put obstacles in front of the babyface. And everyone's complaining and threatening to cancel the network. Um, I hated it, and I love that I hated it, and I thank I thank Vince McMahon that I hated it because it makes me feel something in yeah. this dead, cold body of mine. And I'm going to say something that's unpopular like for a change. Oh. Um, I think it adds to the match because um, Becky Lynch is the strongest character in that match. Yeah. But she's the weakest of the three wrestlers, in my opinion. Like, I think that Charlotte's the best wrestler in that match. And I think that Ronda Rousey does things that no one else can do. Now, Becky 100% belongs in the match because she's the most over 
and she's the best character in the match. So you've got, you know, this baby face overcoming the naturally gifted who's handed everything on a plate by management in Charlotte and a stone-cold killer in Ronda Rousey. It's it's a beautiful story. Yeah. What, what happens with Rick, Rick Flair next week and his 70th birthday celebration? Oh, he's, Is he going into a cake from He's Becky going into Lynch a cake, isn't he? Something like that. Tony, what do you think? It doesn't matter what I think. No, he, he has <laughs> snatched it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, good luck to tomorrow on your social media for that. Becky Lynch is not a good wrestler. Uh, I didn't say she's not a good wrestler. That's how that's going to. That's, that's how a lot that's of people exactly are going to take. I, heard too. <laughs> <laughs> I said that Becky Lynch isn't as strong as the other two. You're a brave man. In the man. but bell to bell, I heard worse wrestler. The worst of the three, yes. Good luck. She's still tomorrow. better than Dana Brooke. That's true. Good Corey point. Graves is going to hate you now. Don't get on his Twitter bad side. Raw on SmackDown. I thought. I thought. I'll just give intros now, and you guys can. Oh, did this. you watch Raw? Well, I didn't watch Raw on SmackDown. I saw a bit of Raw. Uh, I saw I saw most of Raw. Um, the Becky and the McMahon stuff it gave me flashbacks to the Stone Cold stuff. I, I think people are forgetting Stone Cold didn't have a belt for seven hundred days. Vince McMahon always found a way to take the belt off him. So this is just good storyline. I'm enjoying it. Uh, the byplay, she she was across a lot of segments, you know, five or six, you know, speaking to other people about the apology she had to give. Little byplay with Finn was really good. Brock Lesnar not turning up again? Of course, he's not going to be there. So, you know. Well, Cayman was there. You gotta, I, I tend to agree with Seth Rollins, though, when he says that Brock Lesnar is treating the WWE with contempt. I think he And I enjoyed everything. that. I enjoyed that then Ambrose came to the ring, and I feel like they're going to tell a story where every single wrestler in that locker room, much like when Lex Luger was up against Yokozuna, yes. every wrestler is going to come in behind Seth Rollins, and he's like representing the fans, the wrestlers, against the machine. I'm really looking forward to uh, Seth Rollins body slamming Brock Lesnar on a naval ship. That's going to be yeah. great. Oh. Yeah. You remember that, Tony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, did you, what did you think about the uh, vignette with Kevin Owens? Is he going to be the anti-Mr. Perfect? Like, <laughs> he can't bowl. He, 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 he just, you know, he's a grown man that uh, he bowled a gutter ball. So that I, just, I really look forward look, to I think they should have yeah, reshot it with the bumpers up. Oh, there you go. Maybe they don't have bumpers in America. I don't know. And we got new tag champs. We did, FTR. There we go. So just the revival. tell Vince you don't want to work for him anymore and he'll put the belt on you. Uh, Look, but I said, like I told you, like this, this story arc was always leading here. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, they've they've reacted, but this story arc, when they were losing to um, the annoying blokes in the masks, I, I was always going to the revival having the titles. Um, yeah, man. What about SmackDown? Um, with the, they put Kofi Kingston over really hard this week. Didn't say it. No, I haven't. I haven't seen that match. I've seen the rest of the show. So um, you haven't seen so you haven't seen most of the hour. show then. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the first half of the show. Um but yeah, obviously they've got to give Kofi something if he's going to be in the elimination chamber, so he needs to be a threat. Yeah, shine him up nice. It was good. And so he defeated every single wrestler in like he defeated everyone except for um Randy who he didn't go up against and um AJ and that he took AJ to the limit. So he defeated everyone else in the gauntlet match. Uh, go and watch it if you get a chance because um, Kofi, an hour in the ring, he was an hour in the ring um, and he killed it. 
Did something happen to Mustafa Ali? Yeah, he concussion. A concussion on a house show or something. So yeah. that's you know, it's it's upsetting for him, but I don't think it's going to hurt him. I think, um, I think that they like Mustafa Ali, and I think he'll still. Like, well, they've they've built him up pretty well. Yeah, they've done he was well just going to be throwaway in this match anyway. Kofi will be able to do that job, and um, he wasn't going to win the title, so. Um, as long as he gets more opportunities. Yep. You obviously had a great time at uh, Mayhem Pro, Lyle? Uh, I had a great time talking to Phil about Mayhem Pro. Lyle didn't turn up. What? He said he was 100% definitely That's what coming. I heard. And I don't even think he had a very good excuse. Well, I didn't say I was 110%. So you know, uh, how, you know yeah. there's that. Uh, no, unfortunately, I wasn't there. Um, my wife was in a car accident. Oh, no. Sure. Uh, you weren't. Yeah, and you're a terrible husband. So yeah, I had kidney stones. What was that the week before? That was the week before. Oh, shit, okay. Kidney stones. You were scared of Lockie. Yeah, so she I was in, scared of Lockie. She was in, frightened um, of him. She was in hospital for four days. Thankfully, oh, sure. got the got the all clear CT and MRI scans. Does she it? listen to the show? Uh, she does not. Um, oh, so I won't wish her to get well then. Nah. So you can look after her tomorrow Valentine's Day. Is that tomorrow, is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, um, you better yeah. get past the florist on the yeah. way home. I've been well, doing everything all week. So the bet... I wouldn't you know, be going to Colac on Obviously, she's not going to listen, so I've had the week off from work. I'm, uh, so. I'm tipping he's not going to Colac on the way. I'm going to go to Colac. And the worst part about it was my son said half... Uh, it was about five o'clock on Sunday night. Hey, Dad, what time are we going to the wrestling tonight? Oh. And I was very disappointed. No. Oh. Because I don't think he'll be saying... Well, I was there. Yeah, so did you enjoy it? it? I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a fun show. Um, Kellyanne versus Phil in the main event. And the way I see it is they're making Kellyanne almost the face of that promotion. And I think it's a smart thing to do because good face. Kellyanne's music gives you that feeling like something special is going to happen. And the person who's about to walk through the curtain is someone worth looking at. And she wrestles like a star. She's one of the biggest names in Australian wrestling. So... Um, yeah, I think Kellyanne is the face, especially if they want to be a family show. Mm. I think it's a really good option. All right, upcoming shows around Australia. Saturday, February the 16th. I can't guarantee that any of this is correct, but here we go. <laughs> PCW Countdown is on at Ferntree Galley as PCW get closer to Grand Slam, their biggest ever show, which will be on the 16th of March. King of Colac is on in Colac. At the RSL, Carlo Cannon will defend his title in a triple threat match against Sketch and Kaz Jordan. That's going to be a great, uh, great bout, that one. I love Kaz Jordan. I'll be there 100%, Tony. So I won't be there. Newcastle Pro Wrestling present the Invictus Tournament Finals at Charleston Bowling Club. New Horizons have Battle of Honour in Perth. Venom Pro Wrestling in Queensland have Unchained 4 at Beanley Bowls Club in Tarley. No, no, Tarley oh, will be there. And Tarley will be defending her... I was thinking of Tarley. That's sort of up that way, isn't it? Uh, Tarley <laughs> will be defending her title at that event, and APW on the 16th of February as well, hit the lights at the Cranbourne Indoor Sports Centre. I think Lindo and Avery are tagging at that, so that, yeah, um, very, that'll be fun. Yeah, And Richie Taylor versus Adam Brooks is the main event, I think. Could Saturday the 16th be any bigger? That it's is huge, massive, all around the country. Around the country, yeah. Yep. That is fantastic. If you've got an upcoming show that you want us to promote, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. We've got a big guest next week as well. Who? We've got um, Candy Lee. Who's a wrestler out of New Zealand? Yeah. Who will be in Australia next month? She's going to be in Sydney and she's going to be in Melbourne for the Glow Show. So, um, really looking forward to that. 
Yeah, a special story about her too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a really good story. If you find her on um, Twitter, there's a link to a documentary on her. So have a look at that and then tune in next week uh, when we speak to her. Yeah, cool. On the phone or in the studio? On the phone. She's in New Zealand. Okay, lovely. Yeah. No problems. But after, to that. after she's on the podcast, she becomes Australian. Yes, yeah, we'll claim it. another New Zealand. Exactly. Hey, boys. Uh, thanks. You're, you're on now. For tonight. Appreciate it. You and I will have a chat in a second, Walsh, as soon as I hit this stop button. I'm, I'm going to go. About your insolence. Um, I might get lucky back next week. On the turnbuckle, done for another week. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to mypodcasthouse.com. We'll uh, join you again next week for another episode.